People were always saying, Hanukkah is early this year, Rosh Hashanah is late this year. Are they right? Welcome to the Transformative Daf. My name is Rabbi Daniel Frieden. Today we are on page 18 of Chagiga. And we learn that everything always happens right on time, the way and time that God scheduled and ordained. Welcome to the Transformative Daf, and thank you for being my Harissa today. I like to begin with a story. Hanukkah is late this year. Rosh Hashanah is early this year. Inevitably, these are sentiments that you hear people express every year. It seems that regardless of when the Yom Tovim fall, they're either early or late. I like to remind people that it's impossible for Hanukkah to arrive earlier one year than any other year. It always falls on the 25th of Kislev. Relatively speaking, though, it would appear that the civil New Year's Day occasionally comes along earlier than usual. Likewise, Rosh Hashanah always falls on the 1st of Tishrei. Labor Day, however, may indeed be late in comparison. Is there any way to settle this debate? Let's look at today's Gemara. From where is it derived that missed Shavuos offerings may still be brought all seven days following the festival? Rish Lakish said, and the festival of harvest. On which festival do you celebrate and harvest? You must say it is Shavuos. When? If we say on the festival day itself, is harvesting permitted on Yom Tov? Rather, is it not referring to the catch-up days? Rabbi Yochanan said to Rish Lakish, however, if that is so, you should likewise say with regard to the festival of gathering. On which festival is there gathering? You must say it is the festival of Sukkot. When? If we say it is on the festival day itself, is labor permitted on a festival? Rather, it is referring to the intermediate festival days. But on the intermediate festival days too, is it permitted? Rather, it must mean the festival that occurs during the time of gathering. Here too, the festival of harvest means a festival that occurs during the time of harvest. Let's analyze today's Gemara. When an individual comes to the Holy Temple for Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot, he needs to bring special offerings. Pesach and Sukkot have week-long opportunities to bring the offering. Despite only being one day, a period of seven days is also given to bring the Shavuos offering. Rish Lakish suggests that the scriptural source is the Torah's reference to Shavuos as the Harvest Festival. Clearly, harvesting can't refer to Yom Tov itself when agricultural labor is forbidden. Rather, it must refer to some other time, that being the period following the Yom Tov. Rabbi Yochanan responds that the same logic should be applied to Sukkot, the gathering festival. It's forbidden to gather crops on the festival, and yet we don't extend the sacrifice beyond Sukkot to catch up. So why should we assume that the harvest period extends beyond Shavuos? Rather, explains Rabbi Yochanan, these festivals are merely so-called because they occur during the harvest and gathering seasons. Ask any Pcheda child and he can tell you what we celebrate on Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot. On Pesach, we left Egypt. On Shavuos, we received the Torah. On Sukkot, we recall Hashem's protection during our sojourn in the wilderness. But ask the same question to Torah revisionists, and they'll tell you that all these festivals originated as agricultural celebrations. They open the Torah and read aloud, selectively pointing to verses dealing with the agricultural rituals of the festivals. Shavuos is associated with the harvest season and the offering of the first fruits. They then proceed to claim that the festival's association with the giving of the Torah was only added centuries later. But such a contention is problematic on multiple levels. 
First, as we learn in our Gemara, Rabbi Yochanan states definitively that the festivals are not agrarian Thanksgiving holidays. The agricultural references are merely indicators of the seasons when the various Yom Tovim occur. When the Torah calls Shavuos the festival of the harvest, the intention isn't that Shavuos celebrates the harvest season. Rather, Shavuos is the festival of the harvest season. That is, the holiday that happens during the harvest season. The second problem with their theory is that it denies our Torah Shabal Peh, our oral tradition, clearly defining the meaning and basis of Shavuos as the festival of the giving of the Torah. Scripture alone isn't the basis of our tradition. The text requires the accompanying explanation. Throughout the Talmud, there's no doubt that the primary foundation of Shavuos is the commemoration of the day that we stood at Sinai and received the Torah. The third issue is that in order to advance their specious theory, they conveniently gloss over certain words in the Torah. Time and again, the Torah speaks of counting up to the festival of weeks. While there were certainly agricultural rituals that took place in conjunction with the holiday, such as the bringing of the first fruits, the constant reference to weeks must mean something beyond a simple farming holiday. Basing his thoughts in the Zohar, the Arachim teaches that Shavuos is the culmination of seven weeks of spiritual elevation. Clearly, we are refining ourselves in preparation for more than just the opportunity to eat the first fruits. We will enjoy our fruits as we hear the Ten Commandments commemorating the moment our forefathers heard them at Sinai. The Natsiv analogizes the festival to a marriage. He points out that while we have a mitzvah to count both the days and weeks of the Omer, the umpteen of the, the conclusion of the count is called the festival of weeks, Shavuos. A week consists of seven parts. Similarly, the Omer period consists of seven parts. One may therefore describe Shavuos as the culmination of a week's worth, seven lots of weeks, each representing the strengthening of the bonds of marriage between Hashem and our people. In addition to the initial Sheva Brachas week following the wedding, the Jewish marriage operates on a cycle of week-long physical separations followed by joyous reunifications. That's why our wedding anniversary with the Almighty is called the Festival of Weeks. In fact, Shavuos is so intertwined with the concept of counting the weeks that it actually has no fixed calendar date. Nowadays, we have a fixed calendar and all the months predetermined as to whether they have 29 or 30 days. And so Shavuos always falls on the 6th of seven. But in ancient times, when the months were declared by the high court, Shavuos could fall on the 5th, 6th, or 7th of seven, depending on how many days there were in Nisan and Iyar. In other words, Shavuos actually could arrive early or late. Indeed, when I quip that Rosh Hashanah and Hanukkah are always on time, that's not entirely accurate. While our calendar is primarily lunar, as Rabbi Yochanan clarifies, the festivals must occur during certain seasons. That's why every so often we add an extra month of the year to keep us in sync with the solar calendar. Pesach, I humbly acknowledge, may spring up late in the year, leading to a Shavuos late in the harvest season, and Sukkot may indeed fall early in the gathering season. Having said all that, the truth is that the Yom Tovim are never early or late. Every day arrives exactly when the Almighty ordained that it should. Sometimes we're hoping for something in our lives. That may be a big break at work, 
You've been told that a promotion is happening later in the year, and it's just not there yet. Or it might be good medical news you're waiting for. The doctor has said that it will take six months to be cancer-free. Here's what you need to know. The Almighty is always on time. If the news you're hoping and praying for doesn't seem to be arriving on time, it will happen. It's just that our on time is not precise. As challenging as it may be, we have faith that God's on time is always accurate. The ultimate blessing, of course, is that the good news that the doctor has said will take six months is also not necessarily in line with God's schedule. He can, and please God will, bring that date forward and heal you much, much sooner than you or the doctor expect. Everything in this world happens exactly on time. With our limited physical perspective, we don't always appreciate the schedule. But have faith and the Almighty will answer your prayers. May the healing and blessing you're anticipating arrive far earlier than you could ever have predicted, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe to achieving a life of simcha and purpose. Transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.